Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of FYI, I am Damaged. I'm here with Rahal Denny, a young spiritualist who has a lot of interesting things to say. Now, as you know, FYI, I am Damaged is about not what a person went through, but their strengths, their characteristics of how they, what they developed going through whatever they did go through and they're stronger for it or getting stronger for it. So Radani, thank you for joining me. I, yes, I am here. Thank you for having <laughs> me. I am ready for this. And full disclosure, it's late. We're, uh, you know, pretty nice and we're just going to push through this shit. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> oh, yeah. For them edibles kicking. Um, but <laughs> so let's get let, let's get this shit started. Um, oh, I'm honored to have what I believe to date is one of the strongest persons I know. This young woman has what I believe gone through hell and back due to a horrifying accident that could have easily taken her life. But here she sits to share her insights, her strengths through her journey and continued healing. Thank you for joining me again. Now let's um let's quickly touch on what happened. What can you to your knowledge and ability because of what you went through, what can you tell us about what happened? All right, so I know that I was in an accident. I don't really know exactly what happened, but I have an idea. Um, I broke um, you know, a lot of a lot of different parts of my body. Um, and that's all I know because I I don't want to read the medical records, and I don't remember what if they told me anything. But it was very physically traumatic. Very physically traumatic. Yes. In the hospital for months. Three months. So from what I know is you were on a bike yes a car came from behind hit you and the um other individual actually What's the car was turning left and right. we were going through an intersection so it was like a head-on collision kind of deal right um yeah. yeah and it was very it's not something that you don't want to get the phone call and hear about and it was very, it was just very bad. Anna. Yeah, it, that's so horrible. I, I hate that I did that to so many people that I just like, I woke them up in the middle. I mean, I didn't wake them up in the middle of the night, but like they got woken up in the middle of the night because of me. And I, I don't like that. <laughs> and it, it was like a scary, like if it was like a happy wake up in the middle of the night call. Yeah, but mm -hmm. it wasn't a happy one. And wasn't your fault? shit happens and we're going to get into how this is this has made you stronger and we're going to touch on what we touch on and let's just have a good conversation Alrighty. <laughs> now before the accident you as a person how would you describe yourself uh, <laughs> uh i would say i was pretty joyful um, I don't know. I, I would say 
I don't know. I guess I didn't know myself before. I guess no. that's what I can say. Because you are in your 20s, you're still self-discovering. Yes. Is, is, is that right? Yeah. Yeah, so, okay. But you have, you have a clear kind of indication of the type of person you are, regardless of what has happened, um, what has happened, so the prior point and then afterwards. Yes. Because I know you're a very introspective person. Um, yeah, I live in my head. <laughs> a lot of people do. <laughs> So let's see if we can get you out for this interview. <laughs> now, with all that going on with the physical stuff you have to get over and how it affected you mentally, do you see, do you still see your old self in you now? A hundred percent, yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, and um, with some parts, it's like, oh, I was like this before. And then, like, I see, like, a little bit of improvement. Mm. And it's like, whoa. And then with other parts, I'm, like, I see myself, like, how I was back then. Like, it'll come up. And then I'll be like, I should not be doing this. But I'm going to do it because, you know, they both have to exist at the same time. I, I can be me back then and me now, I guess, at the same time. That's good. That's good. Yeah. It, it, it shows growth. And. You don't cut away the old when you're growing the new. Yeah, no, everything, everything, bring everything with me. Right. That's good. But you told us that you don't remember the accident. Does that bother you that you can? And do you think that it's best for your mental health going forward in, with your healing? So actually, so since I didn't remember my accident, mm -hmm. um, like early on into the healing, like when I was already home, I I was like, what happened to me? What happened to me? So I got curious and I would um, like research other people's near death experiences. Mm. And like, I heard what they said. And although the experiences were all like different, the overall message was the same. It was like, they just felt nice, at peace and love, mm -hmm. all that. And I feel that now. So I don't know if, I came back or not? Cause like, if I feel that, like, am I still there or am I here? Where am I? <laughs> was was that was that confirmed that um, you may have they may have to resuscitate you or you're not aware? Um, I don't know for sure, but okay. In like a little, I read the first three pages. My so my my medical records is more. There's a lot of pages, but. I read the first three pages, and in the first three pages, it said there was cardiac activity, but no pulse. So my heart was still beating, but just no pulse. But like there was also brain damage, so I think I was brain dead. Or like since I lost so much blood, right? Like there wasn't blood wasn't getting to my head, and I I think that's when you like are dead, maybe. So just I, reading I that, does that kind of change your perspective in certain ways? I I don't believe it. I when I read, I don't believe it. Like I have to stop reading because I don't believe it. Like I you know, mm. that doesn't happen to anyone in real life. That just happens in movies. And no type of um, how people say you know, tunnel light this that light flash before your eyes type of deal. Well, no, I have, I have my weeks. head, so I have memory <laughs> issues. But when like as I was thinking about it and reflecting on the whole thing. I came and like I was hearing other people's near death experiences. I was thinking, 
maybe the light that they see is life instead of whatever. No, that's a good way to look at it. Now, for those that have never been through this, do you remember when you woke up and what was running through your mind other than, like, oh, shit, I'm alive? So I don't remember the first month that I was awake. I don't have, I have no memory. But there are videos. Mm-hmm. And I, I, you know, I see some <laughs> of the videos that my family members show me. And um, in one of the videos, I'm, I'm telling my cousin, oh, I'll be back. I'm going back home. I'm going back to work. I'll be back. I'll be back. Mm. But I was in the hospital. I don't, I didn't, <laughs> I wasn't going anywhere. And my brother, he said that, that I would tell him like, let's go, let's go, let's get out of here. Like I, I was completely out of it. I had no idea where I was, what happened, nothing. And zero For a whole month. And then like at the beginning of January, stuff started sticking, but I was still like not fully there yet. Mm. But that's when I started having some memories forming. Right. And you may think, are you the, the I would think that was maybe your subconscious self. Maybe. I have you no know. idea because I don't remember. <laughs> and does does that give you a certain kind of perspective of what basically goes goes on behind the eyes when your conscious self is just not there yet? But then you see this happening. And how do you think you can basically reconcile that? Like, is if when my conscious is asleep and then I see this, like, this is what's going on when I just, I'm not aware of it. Did that ever run through your mind? Honestly, nothing was going on through my mind the whole three months I was there. I was just, I was just blinking and breathing at that place. Oh no! Afterwards, oh, afterwards, oh. when you see these videos oh. and you're, 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 you're getting to it, you're recovering, and then they say, "Hey, look at this." And he's like, "What the fuck is going on?" I don't remember. I was that. just looking at it. I mean, like I knew what I had went through, so I, I just knew that that person was in in an accident in a hospital. She didn't know what was going on, and she was drugged up. Mm. Okay. So I don't I I don't really like I don't um connect myself to that person, I guess. Right. Cuz like that was not me. That was just that wasn't Haldeni. That was just a person in a hospital. You're your placeholder. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that that's good. That's good. Um he healing from something serious can either scatter your thoughts or make you insanely focused. Have you experienced both? Now, I know you said there was the, you know, almost slight brain damage issue. Was that confirmed? Oh, or... yeah, TBI. Yeah. A TBI, traumatic brain injury. That's what I have. Okay. They they didn't tell me at the hospital because they I would have forgotten. Mm-hmm. So when I was in rehab, they left a packet on the bed. And I guess when I came back to therapy, I saw that packet there on the bed. So I read it because I was like... Why is this here? So I read it, and as I was reading, I was like, oh, that happened to me. That happened to me. And I still wasn't connecting it that they left that paper there because that's what I have. So oh, until I got to the end of the packet, then I was like, they left this here for me because I have this. So, like, it's like I still have like moments where it takes time for, for like stuff to click for me. Right. And like my brain and my mouth are not really there. On the same plane. 
But you're Spanish, so the, does the mouth <laughs> act faster than the brain? <laughs> Sometimes, but you know, with mindfulness and all that I'm learning, I'm I'm learning to be more like mindful of my thoughts and my words. Hmm. No, I do that too. I'm like, well, no, time to not be an asshole right now. Yeah, I guess this helped me <laughs> learn that. This experience helped me learn that. No, that's a, yeah. you know, I've, I've, it's a helpful practice. But um, do you still feel yourself maybe in scatter mode, waiting to get focus, or you, where do you feel currently? Are you are you riding the middle where some days are wow, I'm glad I got dressed or I don't know how I got dressed or you're firing on all cylinders, you know what you're doing for the day or, you know, everything, the awareness is there. How, how would you describe that to somebody? How would you deal with that to make sure you're focused on the right path? Um, I just think, like, what am I going to do today? What do I have to do today? And for the most part, right now, it's nothing but heal. Mm -hmm. um, but Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> it helps. It just helps um, to just think of, of every single move before I make it to make sure it's the right move. Right. Um, can you ask your question again? You want me to ask the question again? Okay. No. Well, if... So you have your scattered moments yeah. and then you have your focus moments. Okay. So it looks like you were touching on the focus moments. Like if you you only have one job yeah, and that's to get better. Yes. So when you have your focus days, you know, regimentally, like this is what I'm doing from A to Z as opposed to those scattered days. Okay. So scattered. Okay. So when I ride the scattered brain, if I'm scatterbrained, it's usually like I I'll, I won't remember if I flushed the toilet or not, mm. or if I I locked the door or not. So I, but like I try to be like, oh, I'm locking the door, so I don't have to remember like, oh, did I lock the door or not? I have to walk back to say because I don't want to walk back. It's a lot of work for me to walk. Right. <laughs> so I try to like be mindful, like. I'm flushing the toilet now. And then I'll, if I remember, if I'm thinking about, did I flush the toilet? I'll be like, oh, I said I flushed the toilet now. So I flushed it. Now that, that I feel that can come with a bit of frustration. How, how do you reconcile doing that with the frustration of having to constantly remind yourself, constantly double check things? Constantly double check yourself to make sure that everything's good. How do you calm yourself from that to get I, stronger for it? I remind myself that um, that I have to be patient with myself because I went through an NDE. So and that then you know I have like effects from that. So I have to be I have to be patient with myself. Right. I just remind myself that it's okay if this happens. Good. And for People who don't know NDEs and near-death experience. Um, it's easy for everyone to steady focus on your physical health and making sure that you're getting better. Was there anyone helping you keep your mental health on track? Was there any... And I'll revisit the question. Was there any mechanisms in place or not 
to help your body heal, but also keep your sanity while you were in the hospital. Okay, so in the hospital, nobody really like talked to me about mental health, or if they did, I don't remember. Um, but when I got home, like after rehab, when I got home, that's when everything hit me that like this happened to me, my life changed. Um, and I was I was miserable. I was so miserable. Or that person was very miserable. Right. Um, she would be like. I'm so, I'm home. I'm not supposed to be uncomfortable at home. Or she would say stuff like, um, the doctor shouldn't have saved me instead. Like, because like I was just, that person was just so miserable. At that point in time, you yes. would tell this to yourself. Yeah. You would say this to yourself. That person was horrible, miserable. And um, I had loved ones, family members, and they would like bring up suggestions on you know think positive seek out therapists but when you're in that mental state you know you make up excuses for yourself and you like find resistance all the time because mm -hmm. that's just how that mental state is i guess internal resistance of for you listening to them about the advice that they were giving you yeah like i wouldn't just make up something like that would be like oh i can't do that because of this mm -hmm. but like i've never even tried Right. Um, and then, so this was during the time when like everyone wanted therapy because COVID just messed everything up. So, so I seeked out a, two therapists and they were both, I was on the wait list for both of them. So for two months, I was just, I was just not okay. And then like, I, I got tired of being not okay. So one day I was just like, I'm tired of being miserable. Let me see how I can fix this. So, was it a certain a certain thing, or it just bubbled up in your head, or you just saw something, somebody said something, and you're like, "Fuck that! I don't want to feel this way anymore." It was it was just just doing have being miserable for so many days. I was just like, or hours even, like every second, I was just not okay, or that person was not okay. So, um, I just was like, all right how do i fix this how, what do i do so i was like all right what happened so then i that's when i, I read like the first few pages of. so this is your focused moment i you're guess like, so your focus you're like fuck that i want to figure out how yeah. to turn the dime turn the corner on this yeah i didn't get too far on the, on the medical records because mm, that was intense right. but then since i had an idea like i was in an accident what happened in the accident this happened this happened this happened i looked at my scars and i got like I got to know my scars mm. because that helped me like connect to what happened kind of. Right. And then I, I accepted it. I was like, yeah, I have to accept this. This is what happened and it's okay. Mm. I accepted it. And then for me, after that, the, I started, I tried getting comfortable talking about my scars to other people mm -hmm. and then showing my scars to other people. And yeah, it made people uncomfortable because some scars are, some they're intense, some of my scars, right. but that's what I needed. I mm -hmm. needed to be comfortable with myself again, because this is a whole new body, right. very different body from before. Has, um, has it been easy to be, well, of course it's not going to be easy, but how long was was it a, a long transition to get comfortable 
uh, within your skin or not even within your skin, but with your scars. Some certain people have issues with having scars. So I'm comfortable speaking about my scars. And so um, it didn't take too long for me to get comfortable with my scars, me with my scars, but I'm not comfortable showing other people all my scars. Like I'll show people some scars, but not all of them. Cause yeah. some of them are duh, but mm -hmm. I'm comfortable with them because I live with my body. I have to be comfortable with it. Yeah. We're only focusing on you. Who gives a fuck what <laughs> you know, they see or whatever. We're talking about you. Um, okay. Good. Now, has it turned into not a badge of honor, but just a type of, I want to get the right say like the seeing what seeing these scars on you and they're going to be with you you know until until it's done but <laughs> uh, i want to say you can take what god <laughs> it is every night <laughs> all right uh too much alcohol um it's okay i'm gonna <laughs> see it right now so um are they a sort of lack of a better word badge of honor type um, of deal of of your well a badge of survival so for me i just see them as part of my body now this is my body this is me this is not i don't see it as a badge of anything but other people like my nail tech when she does my nails she'll well that one the first time she saw and she did my nails she saw my hand scars and she was like oh i see scars as the tattoo of life and i was like oh, interesting yeah tattoos of life <laughs> oh, that's interesting yeah and see that that that's that's what i love it's that sort of kind of like a strength mantra it's like it helps somebody else yes. and that's good and maybe that you know was that uh scars of life no that's good i like that one that's uh that's uh oh wait no tattoos of life tattoos of scars life. are the tattoos of life did i say scars of life no i think i okay. fucked it up yeah that was me <laughs> <laughs> you know i just gotta always keep myself in check about absolutely no the, no that, that was all me you're, you're okay. good um now it's easy scratch that towards the end of your hospital stay what are some of the positive things you've taken from it what would you prep family members to be on the lookout to help their loved ones to pay attention to to be there for them and not just be on a constant reaction mode. Okay. Um, so yeah, there was more than one question there. Let's let's go. All right. So <laughs> let's let's stick to like what did you take? What is what are the certain positive things you've taken from your hospital stay okay. that that's helped you get to this point? And mind you, this is you're you're got all the, the you're disconnected and you're on your feet or in the wheelchair you're basically heading out mm -hmm. you're gonna go home okay. you're gonna be convalescing there and looking back being at the hospital what are certain positive things you took from it that would help you heal in the hospital positive things in the hospital okay. the nurses were great most of the nurses i'm pretty sure there were one or two <laughs> nurses that were not so great to me because i was annoying um but most of the nurses were great um, i think you had a reason to be annoyed <laughs> probably yes <laughs> um 
the there was some doctors that would come and check on me every day and i remember that that meant a lot to me mm-hmm. um but in the hospital not a lot but in rehab there was a i just the therapist there the nurses there everyone there was just so wonderful to me it felt like i was getting back to me that's where i started feeling like myself a little bit like myself again mm-hmm. like um i had recreational therapy physical occupational speech therapy all those but with the recreational therapy um it was very fun i would do tie-dye i would bake i would color we would play games it was cool it was, it was fun but positives from the hospital well if it's if it's nothing from because what i what i want to try and get to is someone's listening to this mm-hmm. someone may have gone through on the flip side of being there for a person that was in the hospital and they would react they want to know what the doctor saw what's the evaluation for the day what's this was that basically they're asking all the questions like okay she's alive is she gonna stay alive what's the stuff that's affecting her now is that gonna be something that's gonna change the whole um narrative of what this person is going through so a person has been through that but then another person listening to this that they haven't been through it and they don't know if something like that happens and they have to react of course boom you go down there you be there for the person you hope they survive and if they do rather than reacting how can they be there for the person that's going through this. Okay, okay, I understand. You don't want somebody fluffing your pillows. I understand that. Okay. You know, or so, whatever. But um, so my parents were the ones that were there every day. My mom and my dad, and well, they weren't there together, but it was like right. every other week, one was there. Um, they were great. They were great. They they brought me home cooked meals because hospital food can get a little tiring. Um, so just the home cooked meals for me they would ask me if i wanted anything from the store and they would bring it the next day um there were some people that couldn't go visit me but they were still like drop off flowers or balloons when they never saw me so that meant a lot to me right um yeah just my parents were just there doing being parents i guess being concerned parents of course and that helped me just be them being there just sitting there not talking because i'm pretty sure i wasn't talking maybe i was talking i don't know right. but they were just sitting there and i just remember always looking to the side and seeing them there sitting You're aware of them and then they're there yeah. and it was a source of comfort for you yes i was never alone so i guess to just always be there just right. in whatever way even if it you can't see them send something to them or right. like be on the phone with them I was always on my phone. Uh, a lot of people <laughs> would call me. <laughs> but the how how much to heart did you people if I'm guessing people left you messages and all that type of stuff that you that was important to you. Yes. It was. How how did that how did that kind of prop you up to want to get better from those messages? So, from other from family members and loved ones at the time i i didn't really see how it helped me because i my brain was not there of course. but now when i look back i'm like that really 
did something for me because they gave me the motivation to keep getting better. Like they put out all that energy for, for me to get better. So I have no other choice but to get better. Like there was a lot of people putting in a lot of energy towards me, like whether it was just a thought or a physical stuff. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of, a lot of people put a lot to me. It showed me that experience showed me how loved I am. Right. I'm very loved. <laughs> Thank you, people. <laughs> no, it's it's that type of thing. Um you didn't think it was there or you didn't think it was that intensely i i didn't think about it like who you know i mean i don't know but i didn't think about that because who everyone has to be loved obviously so it was just it wasn't something that i thought about because right everyone is loved i'm assuming i I hope everyone's and if if you're not loved i love you (laughs) we love you yes we love you (laughs) now okay You've become very spiritual in your healing journey. Tell us how that has impacted your insights into maintaining your strength. It helped give me like something to like lean on. It, like if I need something to be, like lean on, just it helped me. What got you into being more spiritual? How did that start? I mean, I was spiritual before the accident, so I like I was into tarot before the accident, and like kind of into numerology but then after like everything just became clear like super clear i don't know it just made sense in what aspect like with with yourself with people with nature everything with everything the the whole world the stuff outside of this world like the universe the planets the world us everything is just it helped. It just helped. Every, just me thinking about everything just helped me. I don't know. Did it give you? Did it give you a confidence, or did it give you more of a just a foundation to know that you know what I can grow off of this? Yeah, it gave me something to believe in. Like, oh, I believe in something, so I can do something. Right. Like. I'm not just here, just blinking and breathing. <laughs> <laughs> Did it, um, um, well, not that it didn't give you a purpose, but did it help you? There's no way that it helped you maintain your sanity or anything like that. You were already just, you're good. You just basically didn't have any direction. And with this being yeah. more wide open to you, yeah, I kind of see like I don't I don't know where I'm going, but I trust God that I'm going you somewhere great because <laughs> wow, <laughs> stuff's been going great so far. Even if it was going bad, it was still going great because it turned out great. Yeah, you're here. Yes. Now, with little things you shared. One thing to me that stood out, that stood the same before and after, was your interest and your love for nature. How has that impacted your healing, your growth, and your strength as you take this day by day? 
I appreciate the hell out of that <laughs> anything that has to do with nature or the world. I just appreciate. I just feel it. Like I can look at the sky or look at a tree and just like feel something. I just feel like appreciation and gratitude and love. Like it just feels good to just look at something. You feel you're around life. Yes, I guess so. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, I'm around life. Like, I, it's just it feels good to be alive. I guess. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm, I'm the type of I would love to just sit around and hear nature, and you know, it's it's a good feeling. Like I'm glad the spring and the summer is here. Uh, around here, I mean, you know how. It yes. Is. Yes. You go beautiful, outside. Beautiful. Beautiful. Birds don't shut up, and you don't want them to. You know. Everywhere, it's just beauty. I just see beauty everywhere. That's another thing. I see beauty everywhere. Like what's what's one of the what what has one thing that stood out that was to you that so, it mattered to you about that view? Um, so wherever I if I look up anywhere and I see the sun, I just see beauty. Anywhere. Like even if it's so today it was um kind of drizzling on the way here and it was like on the windshield of the car and I was like, Wow, that's so beautiful. Like just the the, the raindrops <laughs> just on the windshield, just like <laughs> Everything's beautiful. <laughs> um, now, your cousin, my wife and producer, decimated your TikTok account with her views. She was relieved that you haven't lost that shy silliness you have in your personality. <laughs> now, was it hard to hold on to that? Was there any feelings you had? to let go that developed due to the recovery so that you can be this shy, silly person that you are? Um, I honestly, I, I don't know. Like, I just feel like this is who I am. Like, this is what I do. So I'm going to keep doing it. So it's like, as you gradually, your personality came back, Yeah, that sort of came back with it. You don't think you've lost it or you didn't, you didn't really have to get over any type of hump to get back to that. Like a lot of people feel, maybe they feel a little bit bitter. Maybe they feel a little bit wronged or just whatever feeling they would feel coming back from that. There was nothing. Uh, did did you see it having any type of effect on you? And that once it's gone, then it's like, hey, you have some good times. Not really, because like when I got home, like my parents, my family, everyone just gave me the space to just be whatever I was gonna be. Like they they didn't like pressure me to do anything. They didn't right. pressure me to walk. Or they didn't pressure me to. Even shower, like there would be days where I would spend days without showering. Like mm. it just took a lot for, and they just. But it would like, be rough go, to shower how you what you were going through. I mean, yeah, that too. But like they just they gave me the space to be me, I guess. Right. Whatever me is, whoever me is. Right. So that that's one thing you would stress to somebody who's helping somebody recover is. Just Give patient, be patient, be very patient. Like patience is amazing. And you give them, give them the, the, the patience and the, the, how they say, like, give them a, a wide berth because you don't know, they could be beating themselves up. Yes. And like you never know what's going on inside someone's head because there was nobody at home that I could talk to about what I was going on, like what's going on with me because nobody in my house went through that. 
thankfully. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Now, if somebody, if somebody would have approached you, you're laying in bed, they sit down, and they want to know your thought process, want to know what you're feeling, what you're going through, if at that time they would have asked you, would you have shared? All the time. Of you recovering. Mm -hmm. So let's say, you know, like you said, they gave you space to basically come back home. Okay, yes. Now, during that time of them giving you space, if somebody's like really concerned, like, what are you thinking? What's going through your head? Would you have shared that or um, you weren't ready yet? I definitely wasn't ready because I, even now, I'm still making sense of it. But back then, I was really making sense of it. I was trying to figure it out. I was just trying to figure it out. Like, I, I understand it because it's in my head, but I don't know how to put my thoughts into words. So mm -hmm. that's going to be harder for me to do for, to someone else because they they wouldn't understand what I'm saying. Right. Because I don't know how to say it in a way that they would understand, I guess, since they haven't been through it. Right. And you would definitely recommend that. Give whoever is going through it their ability to process and get to that point where then they can express it. Yes. So that space is very, you felt was very vital to you. Yeah, you definitely have to have space and time to understand and go through things like in your head, like analyze what, and everyone analyzes differently. Like they they take their time. Some people do it fast Some people, you know, sometimes it takes years to understand what's going on with you. Right. And definitely if anybody's listening to this and you haven't done this and you've been through this and you, you would recommend seeking mental therapy, mental support. Yeah, that would that definitely helped you yeah, um, come back little by little? I would say therapy helped um having me like talk about like my everyday stuff because she was just talking about like my everyday things and she would teach me coping mechanisms, but I feel like coping mechanisms didn't really work for me because to me I see coping mechanisms as like kicking the can down the road. Like you're not really like addressing the issue. You're just Finding ways to. I'm picking mm -hmm. up the can. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm picking the shit. Pick it up. Yes. So, like, even when I was like, if I had trouble, like, really, like, getting to like the thick of it, mm -hmm. I would use some of the coping mechanisms, and that would help me get to the thick of it. And what were those coping mechanisms? For me, so I had anxiety. I developed anxiety because of all that. So um, one of my therapists, she would, um, she gave me like this worksheet and she would, she would be like, I never used it, but <laughs> she emailed it to me and it, it was like stuff like filling out um, what is happening now? What are you thinking about? Why are you thinking about it? Just like questions one by one. But the way that I ended up learning how to deal with anxiety was by just thinking the power of now, like now is very proud like the only thing is now the, because anxiety is caused by like thinking of the future right or like what's going to happen next so instead of what's going to happen next just think about what's happening now so that helped me so being in the now helps you 
move forward and you just take it as it comes yes just kind of take it like day by day yeah. take it second by second right so we're kind of confident that you don't have a 10-year plan right now no <laughs> no i just take it day by day i day by day whatever Good. god throws at me i handle it gracefully <laughs> as we should take a drink <laughs> now if at all if you feel yourself getting down share with us how you help yourself stand strong to know you're here for a reason okay so when i'm down all right so yeah um i notice you use music a lot yeah yeah music helps me um i don't know it just helps me like that that's something that helps me um when i'm feeling down i let myself feel it because i believe that emotions are meant to be felt that's why they're there so i let myself feel it but i don't live in them Right. Because then I'm not I'm not doing anything. There's no forward. There's no progress if I'm just living in the feeling. I let it flow through me so that it can be let out, and then I move on to what's the next step. So an example with that, um, a doctor called me a few days ago. Even I was here. This is the next step to getting better, or what's you know that that next step because if you're if you're dealing with it and then you accept what you're feeling um that next step is something different or getting to basically your goal of how you're feeling better i just take it as it comes so what the what were the exercises that you would do um, the power of now right was very helpful for me just Thinking of the power now. And the music helps me a lot. It helps ground me. So I don't, I'm not thinking about like whatever's making me anxious. And I just take it as it comes. Does it, to me, for me, like with music, it just makes me forget about it. Do you forget or do you just mix that in with how the music makes you feel to try and? use that as another mechanism to get you a little more happier so the music that i listen to is affirmation music so it it like gives me power to do whatever i have to do like that's just that gives me power it makes me feel like i can do it i can do anything right any other uh, things that you do to put you in a space where you know you're good basically I just be with myself a lot. I'm always with myself. I'm very comfortable with myself. Like I'll sit in silence forever. I love, I just, so, and I just let my mind deal with whatever it needs to deal with. Like I just let it come to me, mm -hmm. whether it's an idea or another, a message from someone else, if whatever, I just, I let it come to me. You talk it out in your head or you work it out, work through it. That That's one of the things, that's one of my mechanisms is I can take something and then basically branch off to see how, basically analyze it, run through scenarios. Something is given to you, you have to deal with it. 
it can go in all these yeah, directions. Yeah, that's something I, yeah, I, I talk it out with myself. The, I love having options. So I try to think of all the options or scenarios possible that mm -hmm. are possible, like the good and the bad outcomes. And I, I'll like think how I would act in this scenario versus this one, versus this one. And that helps me. And it's a reassurance because you have almost options yeah. of any situation. Yes. Options are great. <laughs> Especially for an indecisive person. I mean, and that kind of sounds like, uh, because you're indecisive, so more options means I don't know which one to choose, but it just helps me see which one would be better for me. Yeah, towards your goal. So yeah. You can make a better decision. Yeah, I, I do that. A lot of people do that. Okay. <laughs> that's not, there's nothing. But nobody talks that. about it. I, that, that, that's what kills me. It's like, this is one of the things where, you know, someone would say, I can't, I can't think in that way. You know, it's either, it's A to B, but they don't say A1, B2, C3, and see the branches, you know, think in sort of a growing tree way. Yeah, so you, you know, multiverse thinking type of deal. Anything can happen at any time with any mm -hmm. decision you make. You know, it's, it's good to have options. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> now, we may, um, maybe you can expand on it with the way I asked because we talked about the whole feeling good in your skin again. Teach us how a person can empower themselves no matter what happened to them physically, mentally, to feel comfortable in their own skin again. Whatever you believe that you are, remind yourself that you are that. So, you know, I say I am love a lot. That's one of my affirmations. I am love. So I remind myself I am love. So whenever like, I'm like, I'm feeling annoyed and stuff. I'm like, I am love. And then that brings me back to being more calm, yeah. I guess. Or another one I say is I am peace. I am peaceful. That was also good. Do you have any strong mechanisms that help, help you get through it should you encounter somebody that kind of has a slick mouth and they see your scars and you know hey you must have been an mma fighter like so say some stupid shit <laughs> like how do, how do you how do you deal with though with with that type of personality i just say thank you thank you <laughs> there was a man i was walking like last week i was walking in burnside and there was a man he was like um without si guy which is like um be careful if you fall because i was like with my cane and stuff uh -huh. and i was in my head i was just like Thank you. Yes, I am trying not to fall. Like, it, whatever, I'm going to just flip it to work for me, whatever uh -huh. people say. Because he sees you with a cane. He thinks yeah. you're going to do cartwheels or something. Yeah, and I'm, like, I'm going to flip it to work for me. So, yeah, you know, I'm not an MMA fighter, but I am a survivor. So I did fight for my life. Very good to us. See? Yeah. Doing it to me. <laughs> <laughs> to everybody. Shut it down. <laughs> well, I'm trying. I'm still learning how to do it to everybody. There's some people, especially like, Closer family members that I won't open my mouth to, but I'm working on it. I'm working on speaking up. I'm working on it. <laughs> that one, that, that, and that's all you can do. Like, trust me. Now, did uh, yeah, you did. Other than the mental therapy and the physical therapy, were there any other options for you that you took advantage 
that were maybe offered to you or you discovered that you know it's helping you through your journey um well uh weed <laughs> smoked weed before but now i have a reason to because <laughs> now uh, it's medical cannabis. yes yes <laughs> so yeah the weed helped me a lot um i would say just journaling about it i journal every day every single day are there methods to journaling or it's just writing how were you given pointers to get that you know on track to help you so yeah um one of my therapists she told me to start just writing about my days so i would start by writing all my days but now it has evolved to me just gratituding and affirmationing so it, break it, down the affirmation. So affirmation is just whatever makes you feel good, whatever like gives you power, whatever you want, whatever you say that is going to give you power and speak goodness onto the world. Mm -hmm. And that that has helped you a lot. That's something that you really recommend someone do. Yes, yes, yes. Affirmations are super powerful. Mm -hmm. And journaling in general to get basically the communication out of you well for me it's journaling um some people they like to do voice recordings maybe that works for them but i like to journal because like i like just like seeing it and like making the motion like i'm the one creating this with my own hand right and it helps me it helps my brain no i i completely agree because i when i started this and i started writing pen to paper i i can type 70 words a minute i can probably knock this out of i had in my head to put on but to type it up but to this day every single question that i ask every idea it's all written down and i definitely i i feel you on that and i recommend that to people whether it's journaling, whether it's whatever you're doing, put pen to paper because seeing it there, knowing that it went from your brain through your arm, the pen to the paper, and you're rereading it, make your little edits. I definitely wholly recommend it. It it, it is a good exercise, and you still do it to this day. Every day, every day. That is what keeps me like connected to my future self whatever that future self is just leaving little notes okay. yeah i just be <laughs> like i am this and i am that the next day which is the future i am that oh hey who knows 20 years from now you're looking at those papers like shit was i high that day <laughs> <laughs> no having a huge family is a blessing which you do how has that been helping you move forward? What has been the challenging points to that blessing? So challenging points to that blessing. Because with the challenge gives us an exercise to get stronger. Yes. So what are those challenges and how do you handle those challenges? So one of those challenges is that um, since they see me day to day, they see how I am better 
but they don't they don't they're not in my head so they don't know everything that i'm doing to be better and it's right. like at all times that i am doing this to be better there is no breaks and they don't and i, I don't really speak on that because it's harder to tell the people that you like that you're super close to something than it is to tell a stranger something for me at least like i'm more comfortable telling a stranger something than my family but it's just some sometimes they don't understand sometimes it takes a while for them to understand sometimes i have to speak up and it's 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 a work for, you know it's, i guess it's what i have to do that i am learning how to speak up so it's something that i'm doing that empowers yourself that yeah. empowers you to to speak up you're feeling a certain way about something just because you speak up doesn't make you an asshole but it you know in my family it's seen as like oh she's talking back or like it's just or like who does she think she is because i guess they still see me as a little girl mm. and not so some haven't let that go seeing you as a child yeah they up. still see me as their little daughter or niece or grandchild or whatever you were so sweet when you were younger. Mm. Grown. Exactly. I'm a woman now. <laughs> Hear me roar. <laughs> now, shine a light for those listening. How can they best help a friend, a loved one, from your experience and your journey that can help from this side of the person going through the healing process? I would tell them to just be patient with them, like super, super patient and let them come to you. Don't yeah. go to them and don't pressure them with anything. Don't rush the healing process. Yes. No, not at all. Definitely. Mm -hmm. is Have the you healing? experienced that? Like somebody rushing, like making you get somewhere where you're not ready to go? Yeah. My parents, they'd be like, oh, you're, are you going to get a job? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not gonna get a job. I'm not ready for a job yet. Um, yeah, just like to be patient with them. Honestly, like that's the main thing that I'm learning is patience with myself. Even like I was very impatient before. Like I just wanted things done quick, 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 instant gratification. And now I'm learning that it's better to wait for things to happen. With just a little sprinkle of you trying to make it happen. Well, right? yeah, yeah. Like you have to put in the work, obviously. Right. Whatever that work is for whatever it is that you're trying to do. And look, even healing can be work. A lot of work. My body is doing so much on the inside. Like my body's doing what a normal body does plus extra. So that's a lot. Just to have a regular day. Yeah. Yeah, you, you understand. Oh, no, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Um, you know, full disclosure, like I have, I have Crohn's disease, and we had this discussion before. Or I just had a flare up, and it's looking at me like, "Are you okay?" Yeah, like, like healing is very, it's not linear. It's not linear at all. It's very up and downy, and it's gonna be like that forever. <laughs> I hope not. Like, oh, I mean, this is just healing. I don't know.
it's yeah, but it's a process and your side of the process. It's showing that patience is needed. Love is needed. Support is needed. A lot of support. Yes. I love my support system so much. Thank you to yeah. everybody, everybody, everybody. Even if I just walked past you, thank you. <laughs> and I didn't say anything. Thank you. And that's great. And that's, that's what, that's what people need. Even regardless of how strong the person can be. You know, it doesn't mean that a strong person doesn't have their moments. Yeah, we're all human. That's, we're all human. Now, with a lot of people putting in their support for you and or sending you love and everything, is there any um, any shout outs, any mentions of whoever helped you get to this point and your journey? What do you want to? Shout out, what do you what do you want to make mention that's helped you? Everybody. I want to shout everyone out. And it's such a long list. Oh my goodness. So my parents, first and foremostly, yes. Thank you, mommy and poppy. <laughs> Thank you, Dawn, so much. She was there for me. She'll call me every day. Dawn is a coworker. Best a friend. friend. Best, best friend. friend. Since I was 10 years old. Shout out to Don. Shout out to Don. <laughs> and just everybody, all my loved ones, whether you're family, friend, acquaintance, everybody, just thank you so much. So shout out to y'all because I'm here. That's right. Damn right. Now, thank you, everybody, for listening to another episode of FYI I Am Damaged. By all means, please share this with uh, friends, family. Anyone you think who can use this to strengthen themselves and be a better person for everyone else. And if you feel you have a topic to discuss, by all means, please reach out. I'm open to uh, hearing everyone out. If they think they feel they have the strength tactics to help other people. And by all means, please reach out. Thank you so much for listening. FYI, I am damaged. FYI, I am damaged. Take care, guys.